This is Racing HQ with Dave Stanley on Sky Sports Radio. Gary Portelli, our next guest on Racing HQ this morning on this Tuesday. Good morning, Gary. Hi, mate. Oh, I'm very well, mate. Uh, you must be happy with what you saw yesterday with Fireburn and that trial. Obviously, our our eyes were fixated on uh, Nature's Trip scooting along, but she went pretty good, your mare. Very happy with that trial. Probably the best trial she's ever put in, Dave. You know, um, I said to um, Zach Lloyd that I wanted to see her do something, though, because, you know, most of the trials she's had, she's been allowed to coast along out the back and get away with murder. But I just wanted to see her accelerate and certainly... Saw that against some pretty good, uh, pretty good horses, eh? Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, she um, she's obviously what she spelled for seventeen weeks after that flight stakes, and then you you trialed her yesterday. So has she taken much time, you know, over those seventeen weeks? Like, did she put on a bit of weight, or has she sort of come back and you've gone, oh, gee, I don't need to put as much work into you as I thought I might have had to? Yeah, no, she's she's a, a light big frame fully, but she's certainly developed a heap since. Um, since uh, the last campaign, I think I put a photo of her on my Facebook page the other day, and uh, she just looks amazing. So, you know, physically she's come on, but just the track work leading up to the trial day was, had been pretty ordinary. She got beaten in, by Maiden uh, at a last gallop before the trial, and you just don't know where you're at. So that's why I asked Zach just to put a bit of pressure on her and make sure there's some horse there, and, and there, was, there was plenty. She, uh, she stoked up with about 200 to go. She started she to hit did. top, and... He put her back to sleep again and she took him through the line and was only beaten a couple of lengths in the end by the best horse, I think the best sprinter, one of the best sprinters in the world. Yeah, I, d- I did love the trial because you could see Zach sort of go, right, let's see, you got anything here? And he, he's in behind that, uh, I think that Hermitage horse. And then he, she starts to sprint and he goes, oh, come on, no, 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 come back, come back, come back. So <laughs> exactly, she's beside yeah. Rio, she's, she trials up beside Rio Dini there and obviously Zaki's in that trial and there's obviously, we know the other quality of horses in, in and around us. So where does she kick off, Gaz? Where are you going to go to? Uh, she goes around two weeks' time, the Light Fingers. Okay. And head for the surround and then that'll be you know, basically where we decide what distance we go to next based on the result we get. All right. Now, are you, are you, I know we've had this conversation before, but are you, are you genuinely thinking about getting her out over a trip? Because she is, she's only going to be three once. Are you thinking she can get out uh, 10 furlong plus or no? She's just get to um, a mile, that's it. I'm really hopeful that we can get to 10 furlongs at least. Okay, at least. Um, at least. I'm not really, I wouldn't like to be aiming at Oaks with her, but I think if we get out to 10 furlongs, that opens up a lot and she'll only get better with time. There's no rush for her to go to stud. You know, she's owned by a bunch of breeders and they just want to race her and keep her at the top level. So we'll, um, we'll look after her and, and, and try to get some longevity into her. And, um, you know, as I said, we'll take it one race at a time once we get to the surround. Yep. Um, and, and she'll tell us really which way she's going. But got to keep remembering, she's by Rebel Dane, who... Couldn't get past six. Well, he won a seven furlong race, a group one seven furlong. But um, you know, sometimes these horses looking like they're getting looking for further. Sometimes don't. So you got to, you know, once I decide to step her up, we've got to be very confident we're doing the right thing. Didn't her mother though? I think we had the discussion before. Her mother, she's got some breeding in her though that suggests that if she's gone thrown anyway to the to the girls' side, um, to the mum side, that she can get those distances. Exactly, and that's the only reason why we contemplate getting her over further is that she has got a pedigree through a damn line that can see her get over a trip. And the way she races, she just wants to settle and she's got good settle lungs on her. You know, mm. 
I'm pretty confident you can get out to 10 furlongs, but you know, you just you never know when she's by such a, a fast horse in Rebel Dane. Um, you've got to be you've got to be cautious, you know. But we'll get to the mile with her, and then we'll we'll decide whether we stick to that distance or we we step her up again based on what we get. You're right, because once it does get up to ten furlong, you do have all those options. I mean, what do you got? Adrian Knox's, um, and if it is a, a weaker Oaks, like well, I mean, we've seen that with Oaks before. I'm not saying she's going to go to an Oaks, but we have seen that before where because they are three, they can get away with it if um, yeah, she is the best. You know, away, that's right. yeah, exactly. Exactly, and there are... I think this year's going to be a vintage year, though. There's some really yeah. good three-year-old fillies about, so you know um, we've got to step up again, and, and we'll be praying for rain. That's for sure. And I guess the other question I got too there, because I've, we've seen her, you know, show that speed in in well, not so much show the speed in the slipper because she, you know, um, but but more so. Uh, in terms of training her, if that is in the back of your mind, does that mean you're doing different styles of work with her to build those kilometres up on her legs um, and, and not have her as sharp? Well, no, you can't at this point, Dave, because no. we've got to have a competitive in the sprint races. So if I take that speed out of the legs now, we'll have nothing for the sprints and we're not going to know whether we're doing the right thing or not. So I so want to see that... her race consistently every distance I aim at. Yeah, so does that make it harder to train her then because you've sort of got this blank canvas where... You know, if you knew she was an out-and-out 12 furlong horse or a 10 furlong filly, you could go, right, okay, this is our plan. We're going to do this every morning. We're going to build to this. We're going to trial these many times. We're going to start here in this race and, and work our way through. But because you're going to obviously start her against these, you know, these sharp fillies uh, and then obviously sprint and, and build your way through, does it make it a little, little bit more tricky? Definitely, but uh, that's the exciting part of it all, isn't it? You yeah, know, that's um, true. We get to we get to work it out as we go, and and you know she's not a a difficult horse to train. The fact that she has got a really good set of lungs, uh, she doesn't carry a lot of conditions, so she doesn't cop a lot of work, which is good. I don't have to work her hard. Um, she recovers quickly after every time she races, so she's got a motor that most horses don't have. So for me, I can't overtrain her. My job is to just keep her fit, and racing will get them fit in itself. You don't have to work them. Once horses are fit, you can't make them any fitter than what they are. So it's about maintaining their, their, their health, uh, keeping their head right, keeping them sound, and, and, and they'll do the rest for you because um, you know, the, the, we, all, we all know as horse trainers, the easiest horse to train is the, is the best one. So that it's the horse that's not so, hasn't got so much ability that takes a lot out of you as far as, you know, well, you've got to put a lot of time into them and, and try to work out the, the little idiosyncrasies that a horse might have that get the best out of it. But it seems like... All the good horses I've had, they're pretty straightforward and all I've got to do is make sure they don't hurt themselves, keep them happy, keep them sound, and they've got a different motor than the average horse. Yeah, gee, it's exciting. I like it. Uh, and it's interesting to hear those sort of comments because we, we come on and we talk about just you know various horses here and there, but I think it's great for people you know like myself who love the punt and love, obviously, you know, uh, the animal, but we're not there in the stables every day to hear how these processes work because uh, the more we can learn about it, the more uh, we can get involved with it. Um, the more how's me, out there, though. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> how's me? Oh, can you imagine, please? Um, well, obviously, you're the trainer's on the morning day. <laughs> oh, mate, I'd only be there when you won the lobsters and the uh, the prawns on yeah. group Monday. You'd see me appear. Um, I'd be like Anthony on the scooter. So, Jarden, um, Tell me this, uh, what's Absolutely. happening with my old mate? Uh, because he was great. Uh, can you take him back to Mooney Valley and we get $7 again? Because that was one of the best days ever. <laughs> we, need, we need to put a race on at Mooney Valley, don't we? Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny because 
you know, my track work rider, Leo Ribeiro, who did all the work on him last preparation, and said that whenever he gets on the left leg, this horse, he feels like he's so much more balanced. So we actually, before we went to the valley, we worked in we permission to work the opposite direction on the A-grass at Warwick Farm, and, and he railed up like a greyhound, and he said, I'm telling you, he, they won't beat him around the valley. He just loves this Melbourne way of going. So um, we went down there pretty confident. That we, we had no, no issues with the... the um, the Melbourne way going. It was just a matter of um, the track got wet. We had a big storm the night before and we were worried it might have been too heavy, but as it was, it wasn't that bad. But he just loved the valley and we say, I'd, I'd love to have a crack at the valley again, but there's nothing in the program that's got us in, in there for us, mate. So we're, we're starting the traditional races and, and head towards what we hope it might be around with Guineas or Australian Guineas. Okay, so that, that'll be the plan. So out to a mile with him. You've always said that with this horse, haven't you? This race is like he's looking for further. And, you know, I know I want to, all these forms over 1,200, and you've got to start thinking, well, am I right? Am, am I, am I overlook, overlooking what's, what's, you know, obviously obvious? Um, you know, but he just races and he switches off like a horse that will stretch out. And I'm sure that, so I backed him up when he, after he won the val- at the Valley, the following Saturday was the Coolmore, and you can't leave a Coolmore on the table when you've got a colt. So he'd done really well, but decided to back him up. And we've gone from a heavy eight on at, at Mooney Valley seven days later to Coolmore Group One, a soft seven. They ran one ten four, and he was only just starting to warm up with about fifty to go. He was starting to poke his way through, and he was just looking for further that day. So, with that, I thought the way he hit the line at the end of twelve hundred at the Coolmore, off the back of about three or four runs in that preparation. He was probably ready to step up and go further, but the preparation had finished. We had no more races for him, so we decided to stop, give him a spell, and bring him back for the autumn now. And um, I'm hoping this is the campaign where we see this horse, you know, go to Group One level. I think he's an absolutely sensational-looking animal, beautiful pedigree, big, strong fella, great attitude, good legs, sound horse, all the stuff that if you can win a Group One and go to stud with, they're the stallions you want to breed from. Horses that have had a bit of longevity, had a fair bit of racing. Um, consistent at the top level, like he's that horse. I've just got to get him over the line in one of these big ones, and and um, he'll get a great life somewhere. All right. Uh, now, uh, what about uh, looking ahead to Royal Randwick? Uh, so, we'll we'll see him in the Eskimo Prince. Yep, definitely on the weekend. Um, he's had a gallop between races last Saturday at Rose Hill just to get a little blowout, and um, yeah, I think that it's a nice little race for him, particular. A little bit of rain around. They're going to get a nice little soft track on the yep. weekend, I'd say. Or at least the edge off it anyway. You don't want a heavy track first up. But, um, you know, he's um, um, he's ready to rock and roll. Britain Abdallah knows him well and should suit him. Uh, and we've got, uh, what, above and beyond also going around possibly Saturday? No, he'll go around on Wednesday at Canterbury. So just the one run okay. on Saturday. And, and um, Akihiro goes to Brisbane. He's going yep. up there for a 1,600-meter race. And uh, he always races well up there. He certainly does. Just while I've got you, Kimler today, Regal Inheritance, Tyler Schiller. He's flying at the moment, Tyler, uh, ever since you revved him up. So um, I hope he mentions you at the I'm awards night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Constructive criticism, it's called, Dave. Exactly right. Uh, now, Warwick Farm, uh, he, he trialed good with this horse, and he, or she's a filly by Capitalist. Yeah, yeah she trialed really well, and her work's been sharp. Um, when we first saw the acceptances, we were thinking we wouldn't run because it was a big field of very, you know, strong maidens, and we had a heap of scratches. Field of five, you can't leave that on the table. So um, still pretty handle race. 
I think she's about third, third or fourth in the market there, but only five dollars. Her work was good. Her track work's been good, and um, you know if she handles this conditions today, she should be very competitive. Very okay, fit. Yeah, she, she's 440 at the moment. She, that's good to hear she's very fit because uh, that can be testing that uh, heavy track at Kembla. And then tomorrow, we mentioned above and beyond, you've got the Empire and Unrelenting, though, for Derby as well? Yeah, it should be a good day there. Um, all horses go forward. They give themselves chances, and um, the track will have the edge off it. Just worry a little bit if it's you know too heavy for Unrelenting. He doesn't like it. He's a... Oh, he must be. He, he looks like he weighs, you know, between 650 and 700 kilos. He's a big boy. Um, so when he gets on heavy tracks, he can't pick his feet up. So I'd like to see a drying track for him. But um, all all three horses are good chances. And how's your two-year-olds going? I know, obviously, um, you've been here, there, and you, we've, we've seen a few of them. But are we going to see any of them pop out over the uh, the course of the autumn? Because there's obviously a number of two-year-old races. It mightn't be the slipper, but there's going to be options galore. And then also we've got Queensland, which won't be too far away. Yeah, look, we've had a few trials yesterday, actually, that really showed up. Um, uh, there's a, a, a lady, a filly called Lady Jazam. I thought she was the most impressive trial of, that we had for the day. Um, loved the way she jumped. She got across. She handled the speed. And she won the trial as she liked, ran fast time and beat some pretty good horses in doing it. She's an improving type. Um, yeah, oh, she's really a really nice filly. Yeah, yeah, she is. And she's a beautiful, big, stylish filly. And uh, really liked the way she trialled. Um, um, there's been a couple of other horses there that are coming along still. We're just trying to get them fit at the moment. We're sort of, it's, it's funny with two-year-olds, it's so much timing. You know, you know Shinto at the wrong time and you know, you're out of play. So, um, unfortunately, um, we've had one of them years where we've got some talented babies there, but just timing hasn't been uh, on our side, you know. So another we'll... one trial so called Extreme Spirit, actually. He was a nice horse. He, he got home yeah. strongly uh, down the outside in his trial. He's a nice horse as well. So we'll see uh, Lady Jazam and also the other one you just mentioned, Extreme Spirit. They'll be at the races soon? Yeah, that's the plan. Um, obviously, we'll get them through the trials. So we'll give a, we, we always give them an easy day today, and then we'll give them a little work on the treadmill tomorrow. It's a little trot on the treadmill, and then the third day we put a saddle on and we go out there and, and, and send them around. And if they bounce back and that they're, they're eating well, well, we'll certainly aim up at a race. But at this point, we've just... We concentrate in the first three days after race recovery, and then we worry about aiming up at races from there. But um, they try well enough to be certainly aiming up during the carnival. Yeah, okay, fantastic. Gary, great to talk to you, mate. Uh, as always, good luck with Sajardin on the weekend, and excited to see your other superstar, Fireburn, uh, back at the races soon. Very exciting times, mate. Thanks very much, Dave.